Welcome to The Green Room, a show about shows. Welcome to The Green Room, a show about shows. I am Meg and I am here with Emily. Hey, Emily. Hello, Meg. Emily brought donuts, so we're feeling sugared up. Yeah, you guys like mini donuts? Pretty Me good. too. When's the last time you went to Krispy Kreme? Lemon mini donut here in the podcast studio. Don't tell the producer. Um, second to last episode of Housewives. How are we feeling? I mean, if we're being honest, I'm feeling like it's about time. Yeah. Like, this was, they're just, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. And and it's time. So how long is the average Housewives season? It's got to be longer than 13 episodes. No, I think 13 is normal. Really? I mean, because to be honest, this is pretty much, unless it's the Real Housewives of Orange County this year with the bombshell, which is Bronwyn, all okay, the same wait, 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 wait. problems tell, just surface and surface. Tell me about Bronwyn because I watched half of Watch What Happens Live and Bronwyn came up a lot with, was it Kelly? I don't yeah. know. Kelly hates Bronwyn. Or Kelly hates everyone. Or Kelly's good TV is actually what I would love to add it myself to. Um, okay, so Bronwyn's a fairly new housewife. She's only like yeah. two years old. She and her husband, Sean, they have seven kids. Seven. I'm pretty positive. They're not Mormon, by wow. the way. And Bronwyn already had a very interesting story because she had seven kids. And she has this mom, Dr. Deb, who is a trip, all caps. Like, her mom goes to Burning Man. Like, she's a huge Burning Man person. Yeah. Not Bernie. Burning. Burning man. She's a burner, I believe is what they call Uh themselves. uh And she's always topless. And she has like those dreadlocks (laughs) that are like fabric. Anyway, so Bronwyn was already already a really interesting story. This is a white woman. A white woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's white. I mean, I think she might be like German. She's white. Either (laughs) Okay, she's ethnic. She's a a white woman with dreadlocks. We all have an ethnicity. But she's she's a white with dreads, with fabric dreads. And so, and that's a look or whatever. You went on a cruise, sure. But she wears it all the time. And she is a doctor. (laughs) So, anyway, Bronwyn already had this really interesting story. And she and Sean were like very sexual. It was too much. Anyway, this season, things really got loose with Bronwyn. Not only is she an alcoholic, which is a storyline in itself. Then she redid her vows, which mm, death sentence, because what happens next is Bronwyn came out as gay and everyone's like, but you have a husband and seven kids. And she's like, right, but I'm not attracted to men. I've never been attracted to men. And then it got weirder. Like she got a girlfriend, which is whatever. And then she got like, but she's still married to her husband. And she's been like, we're not getting divorced, but we sleep in separate bedrooms. Okay. And then she also came out and was like, I'd be really devastated if he started dating other people. That's what really tipped me over the edge. Anyway. Because she has a girlfriend. She has a girlfriend now and about girlfriend. So Kelly IMO this time called it like it, see it. At. Kelly's an idiot most of the time. She mm-hmm. said some really weird stuff about coronavirus. But this time I'm like, Kelly called it like it, see it. She saw it. <laughs> and she was like, Bronwyn's a fame, fame whore. She's yeah. probably not even an alcoholic. Okay, but uh, if you're on the Real Housewives of whatever, like fame whore is kind of the job description. A hundred percent, but like be subtle about it. You know what sure. I mean? Like they're all fame whores. Sure. And I think that's fine. Like Jen Shaw, you're a fame whore. But like when you get too much, like Jen Shaw this week, it's like you're trying too hard. 
I'm really interested to see what you have to say about Jen Shaw this week because Jen Shaw had a rough week and I'm finding a lot of what she did unforgivable. But you tend to side with Jen. I love Jen, but this week I'm not into Jen. I mean, spoiler alert, yet again, Lisa's my favorite housewife in a complete twist. (laughs) I know. For how much I really didn't like Lisa. I feel like I owe her in a public apology and I'm going to give her one right now. She's gotten incredibly likable. Did you see her Instagram video where she says, don't be a stupid snake like a garter snake, be a cobra or a python? And now I hate her again, so <laughs> thanks, Meg. <laughs> it was a good watch. <laughs> thanks, Meg. All right, so let's get into it. They're all getting ready for this dinner, which I swear they just put a table in a random room in the hotel. Here I wrote um, a Disney restaurant. Yes. It's so themed. There's a, a stuffed bird. There's a giant drink. It's too much. It's a lot. The- it's... Other thing that's too much is Heather's in a brown velvet suit. Like, okay, the, Hugh Hefner. Do they call them the monkey holes where you put your thumb through the sleeve? I call them the Dolly Partons. The Dolly Partons. Why? Because Dolly Partons always wear. I mean, I've if you start noticing now, Dolly must have something insecurities with her hands. And I noticed the other day, Diane Keaton wears them sometimes too. I think because your hands look old. Mm, okay, but yeah. I don't know why Heather. Hands Heather doesn't always have a giveaway. A hundred percent, Caitlyn Jenner. I mean, remember that. I, I hate to do this, but I saw Jen Shaw's hands last night and I was like, okay, you okay, know, hands. you can do you can do a lot to your face, but you're... I never knew until that Caitlyn Jenner catastrophe. I mean, which catastrophe? <laughs> when are we she came about? out as transgender and it was like the hands and then she had that Vogue cover and they covered her hands so much so that you're like the hands because because they're still man hands because they're man hands. Yeah. Man, okay. Manly hands. Yeah. Um, but this if you see Dolly, which I do see Dolly yeah, quite often, sure. Dolly is always wearing hand covers, gloves okay. a lot. All right, now that you gloves. mention it, yeah. It's yeah. definitely her vibe. And I saw it out, like, because I read on the internet a while ago, I got very into Dolly's stuff. I read on the internet, like, oh, she has a lot of tattoos. That's why she's always wearing, like, sheer she? shirts. Okay. No, Dolly's like, I don't have a lot of tattoos. I just think she doesn't like looking old. And who blames her? Yeah, I mean, I love a good, like, thumb hole in a shirt, but it's weird under the velvet suit. I don't like a thumb hole in a shirt. I think it looks like you're very into emo music and like Evanescence is your favorite band. Mm-hmm. And what during seminary, one? you go to 7-Eleven. Well, uh, Incubus. Remember Incubus? Oh, do I ever? Brandon Boyd? <laughs> kind um, of a babe. I, I like it because when I'm running, I have like this one running top where I can stick my thumbs in. And if I forgot gloves and it's like a brisk well, you, day. Okay, so you like it for a very functional reason. Sure. As far as fashion goes, I think you're making the wrong kind of statement. Oh, one, sure, sure, I have sure. old hands. Two, I still love Incubus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, she looks dumb. So, and this drink is dumb. It's called the Porn Star Martini, and it's got all these birds poking out of it. It's so tacky. And I just feel like it's going to taste like plastic. Like there's toys in it. And, like, what a time to remember before coronavirus that you were sharing a giant cup of porn star. Sharing a goblet of a beverage. (laughs) With your friends. So, Heather and Whitney are pre-gaming in Heather's room. And Whitney's like, I had such a good time at the track. said, one of the best things I've done in life. Which I was like, sad life, sis. I mean, and she's had quite a crazy life. She's done a lot of things. I mean, now I'm beginning to wonder, what has she been doing? And uh, she's feeling good about things. And she's like, I just, I'm so glad everyone's getting along with each other. It's so great. And Heather's like, record scratch. Yeah. Guess what? Jen told me she's still upset with you. Yeah. Yep. Um, And Whitney's like, but we talked about it in the bathtubs in the middle of nowhere. 
why did we waste all that time talking about it? Which is a fair question. Same question I have. Yeah, I'm like, we've been through this. This is dumb. I do love Jen, but this is dumb. Anyway, the brunettes are really happy with Whitney, though. So that's great mm-hmm. news. I also thought it was hilarious that Meredith coined the phrase school zone Barlow. I was like, that's a funny phrase, Pretty Meredith. Great. And maybe you're funnier than I realize. <laughs> <laughs> Um, then Jen makes it to the Mayan restaurant in Versace, uh, and she came to make trouble. Yeah, okay, I, did she, or is she just so easily triggered? I think it's a little bit of both, because the brunettes are trying to explain to, to the concept of sorry to Jen, because Jen keeps acknowledging that Winnie has apologized to her. She is acknowledging that, yeah. but then she always follows up with like... But it was at that party. And I'm like, but Whitney already said she's sorry. Did why she mean it? Why won't she apologize? She yeah, says that she a keeps number saying, of times. Why won't she apologize? Episode. I'm like, you will have better luck teaching your dog to answer a landline than explaining what sorry means <laughs> to Jen. It's just like she is not getting it. She's not getting it. She's not. And so they start talking about how great it was, how much fun they had at the track. And they're like, and you know, Whitney apologized, and we're all good with Whitney, mm-hmm. which they think is going to be good news for Jen. And Jen is not happy to hear this. She's like, How can you forgive Whitney when Whitney lied? And they're like, Well, but she apologized. Yeah. Like, here's this concept apologizing. She, she admitted she said that she was what sorry. she did was wrong, and she apologized. And yeah. Jen will not accept. Except Jen his explanation is very upset about accountability. Mm-hmm. She loves to be like the she said account more than H and R block. She was like she doesn't take accountability. I'm like, but that's what saying sorry is. I don't. I can't explain it to you, Jen Shaw. No one can explain this to you. That's what we and so that's where we get to. No one can explain this to her. And Meredith has had it. Well, first of all, she's like, you guys choose to be on Whitney's side. I'm mm. gonna choose what's right. Like she's making it a moral issue. Oh, and my at that gosh. point, Meredith has had enough. She gets up and she walks out, which like one hand, great boundaries, Meredith. Other hand, you're on the real housewives of Salt Lake yeah, City. Yeah. I do feel like Jen makes people choose sides, which I think is very coach's wife of her. Mm. Like there's a, there are teams and you are on one and you okay. are on hers or you on the other. And I was like, I guess it's a lifestyle. It's not just cutting oranges anymore. You are you <laughs> live sunny D and your <laughs> yes. Capri Sun. It is more than Capri Sun. You're not just the halftime snack nope. mom. You are living this life where you have a team. Like it really does feel like that. Like you are on her team and you're a winner or you're a loser. Yeah. And I do agree, yeah, Meredith's not engaging good boundaries other than she says the last word and then slinks out which i'm like i'm not mad at you because jen's being irrational but i also think it's hilarious and she also then tells us she has childhood issues where it's like a doy sure yeah i mean join the club to the surprise of uh, no one here at all meredith so jen's pretty upset at this point this really sets her off just in time for heather and whitney to walk in uh she heather tries to engage jen slaps her hand away yeah i would say like she's such a train wreck i'm kind of bored right at this point in the show which is seven minutes in i think Mm -hmm. i'm bored at jen i'm Mm -hmm. bored with jen but then we see that she travels with a bodyguard henry and i'm interested again in jen (laughs) Uh, she's she's really laying into whitney Telling her, shut the F up, Whitney. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then Heather comes to defend Whitney and she's yelling in Heather's face, at which point Henry, the bodyguard, 
pulls her away, which leads me to believe that Henry the bodyguard has been hired not to protect Jen, but to protect other people from Jen. Yeah, and I'm mad at Jen now because I don't really like Whitney recently. She's not interesting. She's so trite. I'm not into Whitney. And then now I feel bad for Whitney. So thanks a lot, Jen. Now I'm mad at you. Can I tell you what bugs me about Whitney? Her one-liners that she thinks are so funny, and then she laughs at herself at the ITMs. I'm like, no. You think you're funny, but all you said is, I like balls. Like, are you I wrote this 13? exact same thing down. I'm like, I know how, you, I feel like you can tell Whitney's married to a guy who's a lot older than her, because, who is way less attractive than her, because I think she thinks she's a lot funnier than she is, because in my hypothesis, that guy builds her up oh, constantly, Okay, because, like, he laughs at her, like, she's, like, is funny, because I think he just, like, is, like, she's a really hot lady, she strips... She encourages me to swing. We have a great marriage. And I think he just builds her up to the point where she has delusion in her own comedy. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. She's, I don't want to say she's an idiot. She's an idiot. No, she is. She you is, can say that. She's an idiot, but she is the victim in this circumstance. Jen's out of control for no reason. Yeah. I mean, they've, how many apology conversations have they had? She, I know. And then Whitney even's like, I don't understand. Am I supposed to spend you singing Telegram? Am I supposed to like, which I'm like, that's another thing that Whitney says. And I'm like, I don't send, if my friend sent me a singing Telegram. It's over. The vulnerability, when someone sings in front of you, no. don't you feel like, I no, don't I know where to look? I remember a boy <laughs> coming over in high school and singing me a song. And I think it was supposed to be like a, I'm like making a move at you. And I wanted to die. Like, just I just die. wanted to curl up and pass like, out. Like, where do you dead. make eye contact? Yeah, do you and know? I was like, this is a long song. <laughs> this is going on. It's and, too, and I think Whitney would just to be a jerk. Um, <laughs> here's where I'm like, Whitney is an idiot, though, because she's telling Lisa. OK, well, first of all, she immediately throws up again. Well, you know, Jen talked bad about Meredith's marriage. Like, we have heard it, Whitney. Thanks for reminding us. And then she says, and Lisa, she's been talking bad about you, which I refuse to believe. That would have been on film. Yeah, we. and she can't provide any evidence. She's like, she talks bad about you guys. And Lisa's like, about me. And she's like, well, no, take Meredith, for example. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I do think Whitney... She concocted a perfect storm for herself somehow. She dumb-locked into a situation where she should not be coming out on top. I mean, Jen is an idiot, too. They're both idiots. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Jen's not always an idiot, though. I think it's a cornerstone of Whitney's personality. Yeah. Um, Then Jen leaves, immediately calls Coach Shaw. At this point, I'm like, no wonder Coach Shaw needed to not talk to Jen for four days because she's exhausting. She's exhausting, and... It's really pretty shocking how unself-aware she is. Oh, my gosh. The amount of times she was like, why is it always me? This, I was just like, I cannot. I cannot. How are you the oldest? Didn't she say she was the oldest? Because she got a mm-hmm. real youngest attitude. Yes, yeah, she Actually, does. She middle. does. I know because I'm a middle child. And I always, my catchphrase in my family is, no one cares what I think. Like, that's what I always will say. It's my fallback in conflict. Sure. Like, well, no one cares what I think. Sure, sure, sure. So I do think Jen's got a real middle child attitude. Okay. She's always wronged. But also always little, the victim. Always the victim. I think the youngest is Whitney. If we're being honest, because Whitney's like, I'm going to make this best for me, <laughs> whatever scenario. Both Lisa and Meredith have oldest child vibes. 
Well, Lisa has a very high standard for herself. Yeah. And that's a classic oldest sister. I mean, I'm an oldest child. I can I can see a crazy perfectionist yep. a mile away, you know? And Heather, probably middle again. Heather Heather is the like sad middle you know, mm-hmm. there's like a middle child like you who's yeah. gonna like fight for herself and yeah. then there's like the middle child who's always been stepped on and yeah, that's that, Heather. That's just their lot in life. So now the ladies are gonna meet together to talk about they're, they're Jen. De- debriefing. Yeah, about how Jen talks. They're talking about Jen, about how she talks about everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, they're telling Meredith because Meredith wasn't there. So they're explaining to Meredith what happens. And they get a little dramatic with explaining mm-hmm. what uh, Jen did. And they're like, yeah, she pushed Heather. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, she didn't push Heather. She slapped her finger. <laughs> Whitney's like, I could tell she wanted to do something to me. And she's like, but she didn't, though. I, and the then thing. they're like, she's also been talking about murdering Whitney a lot. <laughs> In the lake behind her house. <laughs> the thing is, it is such a specific murder fantasy i'm like it is kind of believable i mean i laughed when i heard it i was like yeah that lake is stupid i'm gonna drown her in that lake (laughs) and it's like now all of daybreak's mad not our lake not our still body of water we did uh i did an episode with irene earlier this week and she was she said something about daybreak and how daybreak is stupid and she said do you think i'm gonna alienate any listeners i was like oh honey the listeners who live in daybreak are, are long they gone. already hate us i <laughs> was in a work meeting today where someone was like well in my neighborhood a real housewife lives and i was like do you live in daybreak <laughs> and i wanted to be like you should listen to my podcast if you like the real housewives i'm like nope delete delete do not listen and i think i made it worse because i was like i'm sure daybreak's great for some people i just think it's kind Kind of funny. I said that. Did you say yes, that? Yes, and I want to say to his face, but it was over Zoom. Oh, it's a he. He's fine. I don't know. I hope so. I really like him. If you listen to this, I really like him. <laughs> I just can't stop myself when it comes to daybreak. I'm Jen Shaw. I know better, but I cannot stop myself. For me, it comes from a place of jealousy because you have all that square footage and it's new. Mm-mm, sis. No. No, it really does. You have shared walls, Meg. I know. Have you seen I the backyard? I know. I know. I know. You can't have fences, isn't that like a rule? I know, and you like can't grow a garden because the soil's contaminated. This is uh, no, is that real? Yes. So toxic, Whitney. Very on brand. Nice to bring it back to <laughs> what we're supposed to be talking about. Yeah. So Whitney's toxic. Um, Meredith says she can't listen to Jen anymore, and I was like, that is all of us at this point. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, Whitney. When he's like, and uh, listen, Meredith, I got to tell you that Jen's been trying to get me to spread rumors about her marriage. And <laughs> Meredith, like, just sees right through. And she's like, fine, I'll tell you about my marriage. Yeah, she does. And she says, you know, Seth and I have been on and off for a long time. And at times I have dated other people. Mm-hmm. And what's remarkable about this is that Lisa, who claims Meredith is her best friend. Her best friend. Friend. Has never heard this, which makes me think Lisa thinks she's Meredith's best friend, but Meredith doesn't think Lisa is her best friend. I, I think Lisa, I think Meredith is the kind of person who doesn't have best friends. Yeah, but I everyone else thinks that she's their best friend. I don't know how you could, though. It's like being best friend with a ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. Like, Meredith doesn't... Okay, she's fun sometimes, and she'll, like, go to dinner, and you guys will crack dough. But there's no give and take in that relationship. No, Meredith is very much in Meredith's world. She lives, she's, Brooks lives there, sometimes Seth lives there, but mostly not, and I guess the dog. But Lisa, you don't live there. You visit, and then you make it about yourself. That killed me. I was like, this is so on brand for Lisa, that before I used to be annoyed, but now I think it's hilarious. (laughs) Because Lisa, yeah, immediately makes it about her. It also, this is also where Meredith tells us, this is the happiest 
Seth and I have ever been. And I felt like that is sad. And there is nothing else to discuss. And there is nothing else. There is, though, because I went on an Instagram roundup this week. Okay, tell me. And I found out that Meredith Marks makes her own clothing, which I sent to you because I was like, these jackets are so fugly. And Meredith Marks is selling them for $125. No, it was $198. Oh my gosh, worse. And they're those denim jackets with the weird stripes. And I'm like, Brooks already does stripes. That's his thing. Not stripes, but like racer style stripe down, you know, where it's like, I just also modeled by Chloe, which is a bad. Listen, I worked briefly (sighs) for a company that had to do like a fashion spread in a catalog. And we thought it would be a good idea to hire women who we like knew personally, who we mm-hmm. thought would represent like real women. It was an absolute disaster. Hire models. A yeah. model's job is to model. And you can't tell a person you like, you look dumb. Yeah. Fix your angles. You I can't like, say hey, that. Hey, Chloe, to you look so bored and a little dead in the eyes. You, you can't say that. But nepotism is a really big thing. <laughs> that, I and mean, there's that. Meredith loves her children like i will give her that i do think in her world are her kids yeah she i think brooks is her best friend oh a hundred percent and if you didn't know that yet you will the next morning when brooks is who she calls (laughs) i do think meredith does seem all about her kids and i kind of like that about her because they're old enough now that it's okay it's not unhealthy i don't think it's unhealthy for them to have this kind of relationship because i'm like oh your youngest is like 19 it's fine she seems to sincerely like her children and her kids are fun yeah, and I saw Chloe's Instagram, and she's prettier than her model pictures. Like, her Instagram, I was like, you're prettier and fun. Like, you look yeah. vivacious. Your models, you look dead in the eyes. Well, it could have been just, like, Meredith taking the photos, too, which also hires somebody. Well, like, maybe it's because she had to wear that stupid jacket, and yeah. she knew at that moment, this jacket is fugly and stupid. I'm doing my mom a favor. Yeah. I don't want to be here. I'm going to believe that. I hate that jacket so much. Anyway, at this point, Heather declares she's going to be friends with Jen forever. Well, okay, so Lisa's like, do any of you still want to be friends with Jen Shaw? And everyone says no. And Heather says yes. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a simultaneous thing. And everyone's like, Heather, like, this is your whole thing is you just let toxic people be toxic at you. And then you feel sad because everyone's trampling all over you. Yeah. Heather um, does say, which I appreciated. Heather was saying, yeah, Jen's crazy and narcissistic, but we all have a little bit of us that in us. And I was like, that's true. Like everything you hate about Jen Shaw, all of you guys at any given season, it'll be one of you. Sure. It's not always going to be Jen Shaw. Yeah. It's going to be someone else at one point. I don't know if I see it with Heather as much, she's kind of without guile. Heather's kind of the foil for the narcissist on this. Yeah, but she's part of the problem at that point. Yeah, I she's an say, enabler. Yeah, because she enabled Whitney. Because Whitney, here's the, the here's the real thing, I think. If Whitney, during that stupid hot tub, that gross tub you made everyone go to, if Whitney would have just said immediately, I shouldn't have brought it up at that point, I'm really sorry. It would have been done. But like, remember when Heather like tried to like defend her? And it would just made it worse. And so I'm like, Heather and Whitney, you guys are idiots. Stop yeah. hanging out with your cousin. She's an idiot. Yeah. You're going to get pregnant in high school if you keep hanging out with Whitney. Heather. <laughs> so I do feel like she puts her... She's, again, Heather, once again, is her own worst enemy. Because I'm like, freaking famous last words that Jen's going to be your friend forever. 
Well, and then, you know, she, like, projects about her marriage, and she's like, I know what it's like to feel rejected because I'm acting a way people don't like. And it was like, Heather, you wanted to reschedule a baptism. Jen Shaw just, like, hit you. And also, Heather, you got to stop bringing up, like, leaving Mormonism, and you feel isolated because of that, to anyone who has bad behavior. You weren't doing anything bad by leaving Mormonism. That's what I wish I could tell Heather. If you weren't happy and it didn't serve you and you left and you feel really great, great. Who cares? You don't owe explanations to people about your religion. Right. It's just like, but Jen, it's not a personal thing. She is mean to people and you think it's like a comparable situation. That's what makes me sad for her. Like, I kind of think Heather thinks she's a bad person for leaving the church. I I do too. I Again, there's so much Heather's still in the process of working through that I wish yeah. she was working through with a therapist and not mm-hmm. the viewers at home who are yelling at her. Well, because we're all just like, just do you. Yeah. Nobody cares. No one cares if you left the church. I, Billy doesn't even seem to care. No. I will call your parents if they care. They don't talk to your parents. Yeah. Send them to me. Yeah. I'm like, just don't talk to people who care. Anyway, you know what I hate more than this whole thing is this hotel. I hate this hotel. The bathtub next to the bed. Uh, there's this giant dog statue. There's these weird libraries. There's like gas lights out front. It feels like very 2010 to me. Oh my gosh. What a great. It's. I think it feels to me like Professor Plum's library. Yeah. I hate this hotel. Yeah. It's a lot. It's very stuffy. Um, it's contrived. It's the next morning. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about, Meredith is calling Brooks. Brooks tells her a story that the dog pooped on the Montclair jacket, which like, like why is it on the floor? Yeah. Meredith- why is your $2,000 jacket on the floor? Decisions, Brooks. Meredith wearing Brooks marks, calling Brooks marks. <laughs> iconic. Uh, like, iconic. again, she's her kid's biggest I know, stand. She really is. You know, it reminds me of my mom, who, when I had a blog like 10 years ago, she got banned from Google Ads because she was clicking on the ads so many times. <laughs> just to support you? Yes. Man, I love that. It was like that. five, you know, four cents an ad, and she was just like all day. I do love a mom who goes hard for her kids. Yeah, you know the what? Best. Good for her. Here we also have Lisa getting room service, and I'd love to point out that Lisa's drinking Diet Pepsi, so I feel like that says everything about her loyalty. You know what, though? When I was pregnant, I liked Diet Pepsi. Maybe Lisa's pregnant. I hope so. That would be a great (laughs) storyline. What's going to happen to Sundance next year, Lisa? Uh, Well, Lisa would already have the baby if she was pregnant last February. I also can't figure out Lisa's age. No. Well, sometimes she looks very young, and other times she does not. I know. Her hands look good, though. Her hands look good. So what do we think? I think 45. Four, I would go younger. Oh, oh. I would say 42. All right. Someone tell us. I'm saying, but John looks like 45. Her husband. He's probably a little older. She said she went to college with him. Okay. So he went on a mission. Let's say he's I mean, 46. College, that's a big span. That's like a good five to six year span. Yeah. But they went at BYU. So let's say he goes. She's 19. He's 21. He's home from a mission. Yeah. He's two years older. She's I mean, 44. He's 46. That's what my guess is. I'm going to say 42 and 45. Oh, wow. Someone let us know. Let's place a bet. Um, now we also have Heather FaceTiming a friend who I don't care is wearing about this person. the grossest sunglasses. That These sunglasses. I cannot wait for this trend to die. Nobody looks good with them. I, all the sunglasses in this entire episode, like last week in this, I thought last week those tr- the, tr- the trio of terrible sunglasses, Lisa, Whitney, and Meredith, I thought it couldn't get worse. 
It did. It did. These are like LeVar Burton in Star Trek sunglasses. Oh, my gosh. And like, but more reflective. I was like, I just imagine this friend being like, I'm going to call Heather. I might be on this this week. And then she puts on those sunglasses and there's something that makes me feel really sad for her (laughs) about it. It's probably still on her Instagram. Did you see me? Did you guys see me? Um, yep. So they're talking. I don't care. She says well, Jen she, left. Yeah. The, the whole point is for her to tell this friend that Jen left because it's lazy writing and they haven't told us this. Yeah. Whitney Jen left. compares this vacation. She says it's worse than the time she got her period on a water slide in the Bahamas. Whitney, I just hate her. At this point, I just hate her because A, that story is not true. I'd pay $1 million if that was an actually true story. I think Whitney was like, I'm going to make this analogy and it's going to be so extreme. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, No, it's not because I actually have had the worst girls trip to Vegas and it wasn't that like period down the water side. It was like everyone got too hungry and we all freaked out. Yeah. We were trying to pick dinner. You know how food sometimes on a girl's trip is rough. I mean, as a hangry person, I I understand the importance of eating before seven o'clock or things get bad the best thing you can do on a girl's trip is plan your meals in the morning hey this is what we're doing for breakfast here's where we're going for lunch here's where we're going for dinner we had not planned we all went to the pool we all got sunburned there were six of us in one car that was like made for four and we could not figure out where to eat because it was like i won't eat indian food i won't eat at a strip mall oh if there's a person who won't do like ethnic food that is that's when i'm like and everyone had a different ethnicity so at the end of it it's like so all of asia's out so like you're out. going to Applebee's? What are you doing? Well, then someone was like, I won't eat next to a wig shop. That was me. I said that. <laughs> I was like, I'm not eating next to a wig shop. So then we were like, all right, we found a place we want to go. It was on the, the big strip. And one of the people was like, I'm not going back to the strip. So we freaking ended up in Henderson at Setabello's. No. Which, <laughs> which you have in Salt Lake City. It was literally five minutes from our house in Salt Lake. But we went on all the way to Henderson. Of course, that's where you ended up. That's like the only conclusion to that story. It was like, I'm not eating Chinese. I won't eat, I won't eat hamburgers. <laughs> it was a saga. And so when Winnie's like, this is the worst girl's trip. I'm like, no, no, no. I'll tell you a worst girl's trip. <laughs> your girl's trip just bonded, you guys. You're still stretching in your bed. You're fine. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. That sounds harrowing. <laughs> yeah, it was. We're still friends, though. What Good. up, girls? Lisa calls Mary for some Why? reason. I know. Mary is wearing, it's like a, it's not a dress. It's not a shirt. It's, uh, it's, a, it's high a, low, mullet. a high-low blouse with a giant peplum, a soft pink. The peplum is much longer in the back. Much. Like, her. not even a high-low, like a, like a tail. It's so That's bad. That's just flapping back there. How do you go to the bathroom wearing that thing? Well, she she probably makes her housekeeper help her go to the bathroom. Probably. I want to say something here, and I Please. zoomed back. I'm convinced that this was filmed during Corona later. Oh, tell I, me why. I believe that this was not filmed when they said it was. First of all, Lisa's in a different outfit than what she's filmed in when they go to the hypnotist and in the morning. She's in, like, a black top. Anyway, besides that, I swear on my life. Wait, I'm sorry. Do you think, what part do you think was filmed later? I think Mary answering her phone and the FaceTime to Lisa. I think that Only was, that was later. Yes. I'm okay. convinced that whole Mary scene, the 20 seconds she was on film, I'm convinced that was actually filmed later after coronavirus. Well, let me share a quick story with you. 
And then we'll get back to why you think that. Okay, yes, please. Your coworker, I probably shouldn't say their name to protect their privacy, told me that a hairdresser he knows told him that she had a little argument with Lisa because Lisa was really late for an appointment. And uh, they had kind of like a back and forth. And then Lisa called her later and was like, hey, will you reenact that with me on camera? Yeah, that's why I think this was filmed later. Okay, so t- but why coronavirus? Well, because I'm convinced almost, I'm 89% convinced that Mary has a face mask on her like table. I, sc- I have the picture right here. I scrolled back and I try to take a picture and I could be wrong because I also have um, subtitles on there. But I'm like, I swear to you, this bedazzled situation here on the corner of the table is a face mask. I mean, it could be. It tents up and they're straps. Okay. And you, All right. and you could see Mary wearing a freaking bedazzled face mask. I could also see Mary wearing a face mask not in coronavirus. Well, apparently too, next week we get one with stupid Meredith. I Sorry know. I called. I feel like when we started this podcast, I really tried to not call them idiots or stupid or say I hate like a child. I was doing like fifth, five-year-old rules. And I was like, I don't know if I love that. But now I'm just tired of them. Yeah, they're a lot. And it's like, I hate this look. I hate this attitude. Whitney's an idiot. I hope I never meet Whitney in person. I straight up <laughs> do hate this look that Mary's wearing. She's wearing these stupid green boots with it. Like, it's just... <sighs> it's just all so stupid. Anyway, then Mary explains to Lisa how answering phone works. Uh-huh. And like, Lisa, I mean, Mary having her ringer and her phone doing that blinking thing. Yeah. I was like, she is 80. I'm con- I'm now almost convinced it's her grandma's soul trapped in her granddaughter's body. Yeah. And she's like, wow, I had my phone in my hands. And I'm like, Mary, my phone has been in my hands for a solid year. Like, that's not that rare that I you're had my holding phone in my your hand, phone. And then I answered it because it was in my hand. Um, and then Mary's like, I to-. so then Lisa's like, Jen ruined the trip. We all hate Jen. And Mary's like, doy, I told you guys. And mm-hmm. then Mary tells us. This is what happens when you don't listen to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's their own fault. And I was like, I do not like the maliciousness in between Mary's eyes. No, she looks very happy that they were wrong. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, people are trying to understand Jen, but how do you understand crazy? And it's like, yeah, tell us, Mary. How I, do you understand crazy? I literally wrote down, and I'm like, well, you tell us, Mary. Yeah, I wrote down, turn around and look in that mirror and <laughs> ask the same question. It also killed me that Mary's like, yeah, I was really glad to stay home so I could regroup. And I was like, bitch, you haven't been on this show for three Weeks. Oh, so they're gone for two days? Like, when did you need to re- re- right. regroup from what? Right. Talking to your husband over your Nutrisystem? <laughs> like, I don't... I do not like Mary. I wonder if she takes life vantage. She definitely Gets that does. Justin Rose discount. She probably does. Anyway, Mary's being... I And again, I'm mad at Jen because I'm like, don't give Mary the freaking satisfaction. I know. I know it's tough that Jen is proving Mary right here. Like, that... <sighs> I'm just very conflicted about that, and I feel like Mary does kind of deserve a victory lap, and I hate to say that. I don't think she deserves a victory lap because it was like, she just can't. I mean, I just can't give her that. I can't. I can't. I think she's a truly bad person. Like, I think Jen's a rude person and a bad friend. Like, I think Mary's a bad person. Like, her decisions are despicable is how I feel about Mary. So I won't give her that victory. But I'm even madder at stupid Jen for, like, the two people I like the least, you are letting them have a little bit of wiggle room. Yeah. And it's tough. It's a tough look. Yeah. Um, So... Whitney has planned another surprise. Oh my she gosh. needs Meredith outside. Meredith is wearing these sleeves that I 
have spent a long time trying to figure out the physics of it's like they're they're big and i like a statement sleeve i think a statement sleeve is really fun but these are like they like clasp in front so there's like a cusp like you can drop objects inside the sleeves it's perplexing. Uh-huh. I swear my Barbie had this exact jacket. Like, it doesn't not look like one of those early 90s Barbies jackets. Yeah, it's a bad pattern. It's like animal print, kind of. It's all bad. It's very bad. Um, They're waiting for Heather. You know who has a worse outfit, though? Heather. Heather is in Heather's truly overalls. Leather overalls with a white t-shirt under. I'm like, this is the most Mormon the most, when you think of the pinnacle of bad Mormon fashion, you think of a white baggy t-shirt under some sort of strappy item. It looks like an American Girl doll, honestly. She has these two she clips wishes. in her hair. She wishes she was an American Girl doll. <laughs> she looks like the, an EFY pamphlet, Strength for Youth. Oh, for sure. It for is, sure. Did you know so I'm bad. in the Strength of Youth pamphlet? Go on. So there's a photo of me <laughs> talking to an old lady. No. Yes. <laughs> I, my friend was the stylist for the church, like their photo shoots. And so I agreed to be in this photo and it's me laughing with an old lady. No. And it's not a good photo because I've got like a double chin situation because my head's like angled like this. Well, you're laughing. I'm laughing. They use that photo in the enzyme. They've used it in a oh, temple no, pamphlet. No. It's in the For the Strength of Youth pamphlet. No. It's in the new. It's been in like every publication. I'm so sorry. And Stephen one time was like, "I think they like it because you look like a put together chubby girl in it." Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they're like, here's someone who's relatable. <laughs> you guys think Mormons are all just about perfection? Well, here's a chubby girl laughing with an old lady. <laughs> I am so sorry. It's really bad. The strength of youth has some real issues with me, and that's a whole different podcast. <laughs> but you don't want to get. I into would that not want to be associated with that. Well, that's the thing. I haven't got any like, hey, do you mind if we use this photo for this thing? Like, it just shows up. I guess I signed. You signed something. a waiver. That their waivers are airtight. Yeah, yeah. I know they have good lawyers. Okay. So, well, I had a friend. Sorry, I have to, please. I had a friend who was getting scouted for a church picture situation Mm -hmm. and then later she found out that she did not get the job and she asked like oh why didn't i get the job and by the way it was the same thing like she was doing it as a favor she didn't want it and the person said we went through your internet history and you had posted on facebook something that had swear words in it (laughs) (laughs) and the thing she had posted just to bring us back full circle was this article from betches.com about who the Betchiest American Girl doll was, <laughs> and I had posted it to her wall, <laughs> and she reshared it, and she didn't get the church job because of that. It said Betchy, <laughs> and she didn't even want it. But it feels like such a slap in the face. Yeah, anyway, they will go through your internet because heaven forbid someone seeks out the <laughs> strength of youth model and finds out Meg says swear words on a podcast. Well, I w- like they must regret it now. They you have know? To. If they listen to this podcast, maybe I'll get all of them pulled. I mean, get a second piercing. Oh, I hope she knows how lucky she is. Oh, I know. We talk about it. She's like, thanks a lot. You blew it. The betchiest <laughs> American girl. Spoiler, it's Samantha. Oh, absolutely. Uh, 100%. I had Molly. Of course I did. I had Molly and Felicity Bragg. Felicity. Twist. She was the, she was brand new when it was the year I got one. Yeah. I mean, Felicity was cool. I just didn't feel like I was cool cool enough to pull off Felicity. I thought I was really into horses. So (laughs) (laughs) she felt like a real kindred spirit. 
I'm not. I just was like, yeah, you know what? I'm like one of those girls who's into horses. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, Heather's looking like an idiot. Yeah, not good. It's a, it's bad. Uh, it's a bad, bad look. So Heather thinks she's going to go pick up her bags from Jen's room. Yeah. Because Jen told her to, and she walks in, and Jen's there, and she's like, what? And yeah, Jen, wa- she walks in into a whole Shaw Squad meeting. Yeah, and where is the Shaw Squad staying, by <laughs> the way? I don't know. There's a lot of them. Did they all get a room? There were a, there were six, at least. Yeah, Stuart's there. Stuart. Some guy there is there. Henry's there. Two, two girls makeup, are doing two her hair. hair makeup. Um, I don't know, but I am like, okay, so Jen said she was gone, but really she's just hanging out with people she pays to be her friend. Yeah. Jen's going shopping. Anyway, so then Jen decides to put some real fun parameters about being friends with her, which is like, you can apologize, but you have to mean it. And don't lie. This is where Jen starts saying lie a lot. Uh Uh-huh. I actually, and she's like, you know, she's going into her whole, like, why will no one just apologize to me? And I was actually pretty proud of Heather, who pushed back. And she's like, so proud of her. Hey, this is not the situation here. You're the one who messed up. You're Mm -hmm. the one that needs to apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And that's tough for Jen to hear. But somehow Heather convinces Jen that she's going to come on this adventure. The adventure being. My gosh. Whitney surprised. I she's the world's worst <laughs> at surprises. Deeply the worst at surprises. If I went to Vegas and my friend was like, I have a surprise and it was race car driving, first of all, for, first strike. Yeah. Then I have a surprise and it's the Mayan restaurant, but like in Vegas and a library themed. Yeah. I, I, two strikes. Third strike, you're taking me to a hypnotist? Well, in a suburb. In her house? Yeah. In her house, which, like, in classic Lisa, you have a beautiful home. And I'm it's like, not a beautiful it home. It is not a beautiful It's insane. It, have you seen Death Becomes Her? Yes. Oh, great reference. It's exactly like, uh, what is it, Elizabeth, what's her name? You know, from 30 Rock. She Meryl Streep goes to see her, and she's the one who has, like, the potion. Yeah, she's head witch, right? Or, like, yeah, dead person. Yeah, but what's the actor's name? I need you to describe Rosalini. her more. She's Jack Donaghy's first wife. Oh, Jack, you know oh, I love my beef and cheddar. Oh, the beef and cheddar. The French lady. I don't know her name. Yeah, I think it's something. She's in two things. Death Becomes Her and 30 Wrong. <laughs> I mean, I think she, she's, she's famous in France. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this house is very weird. It has every single deity you can imagine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was like, there's Buddha. There's Ganesh. There's a cross. There's a sheep, a shepherd. There's a very expensive sheep sculpture, which I think the Kardashians have. Yeah. I mean, it's just the most insane home. I mean, I guess it's good to have your bases covered, you know? Yeah, I guess. Um, so they sit down. Kimberly then says, just another tangent. We're going off on a lot of personal tangents, but we can sure. do whatever we want. Sure. This is our podcast. <laughs> I've been listening a lot on my Sirius XM radio brag to the Garth Brooks radio station. Oh, was he not great? The He's inauguration. Great. And he has some bangers. Yeah. And it's, it's just stupid to pretend like he doesn't. Yeah. Anyway, they do this real fun thing called Garth Trivia, where they ask Garth Brooks of this or that. And one of them I heard this week was Garth Brooks, nachos or a hot soft pretzel? <laughs> And he said, can choose your, the one you want. And he went off about hot soft pretzels, about how great they are if they have a crunchy shell and a uh-huh. soft inside. I recorded it because I was like, this is hands down the funniest, <laughs> most insane thing I will hear this week. And then I heard Kimberly say, trans state is the bomb. Yep. Yep. 
And I was like, never mind. Sorry, Garth Brooks. <laughs> this is now the most insane thing I've, the most hilarious and insane thing I've heard this week. And it's been an insane week. It's like, been an insane week. Reddit took over Wall Street. So there's been a lot going I mean, on. There has, there was a, I'm still counting those Bernie memes from last week, <laughs> but this is the most insane thing we heard this week. And I thought, that's it. We've seen everything we can. But then Jen and Whitney show up. Wait, Heather. Jen looks so cool. I know. That, I love that Versace this. outfit she bought was pretty cool. And the headband's cool. Yeah, but this mod jumpsuit. With the jumpsuit, I know. I am so into this jumpsuit. I mean, her boobs are really shoved in there. Her boobs look great. Yeah, it's a Gucci. I think it was Gucci, right? That's yeah, the, the belt. belt's Gucci. She looks, anyway, I was like, you look dynamite. She does. You, if you're gonna if you're gonna show up to a party where no one wants you there, you better look really good. I'm saying one of the best outfits of the season. She is in one of the top three best outfits of the season. Heather is in a hundred percent hands down the worst outfit of the season. Yeah. What's it? What are the other good outfits? I can't think of another good outfit. Um, no one. I thought. No, you know what? I actually did like that one suit. That Meredith wore in class. That one suit. You know what I mean? No, she wore that pink suit to. The Met Gala. Oh, I was yeah, like, yeah, I yeah, really yeah. liked that. Yeah. I thought she looked very cool. And Whitney's jacket. Uh, Whitney? Not Whitney. Uh, never Whitney. Lisa. Yeah, Lisa had a cool jacket once. Mm, and those are the top three looks of the season. All right, cool. We so, did it. Kimberly is leading them in like a half hypnotism. It's just like hypnotism for beginners. Mm-hmm. Jen's not into it. No, neither am I. I would have hated that. Me too. Especially like you just don't have that many hours there. And you're you really don't. This is what know? we're doing. Yeah. And then they make those ball jokes, of course. They're holding mm-hmm. ping pong balls and then they're baseballs. And then Whitney's like, I love balls. And it's like, mm. it's Isabel Rossellini. Isabel Rossellini. And you know what? She is famous. I'm sorry for what I said. <laughs> I'm sorry, about, I'm sorry about that thing I said about her not being famous. Um, she passed away, so she won't hear this. Um, no, tell her. So they decide they're going to move to the living room, and she just has this random sectional in her living room and all kinds of weird glassware. And like a weird um, like magical <laughs> tent ceiling. Yeah. And of course, immediately, Lisa, oh, it's beautiful. I I'm love like, it's this. not. I love the look in here. Oh, I Cozy. love it. Cozy. Um, uh, yep. And so they're going to have like an airing of grievances, I guess. And Jen yeah. goes first and she. Well, first, Kimberly says, I think there's damage in this group. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, are you telling a housewife group that there's damage there? That's like telling me water is a what? Like, yeah. of course, there is damage in this group. You don't have to be a hypnotist. Uh, Jen starts. She manages to cry, which impressive, honestly. She is. This is where Meredith says Jen isn't in touch with reality. Well, because Jen's like, Meredith, there was no reason for you to leave last night. And Meredith was like, remember how you were yelling at mm-hmm. me and you were telling me who I could be friends with? Yeah. I didn't appreciate that. And and Jen has this blank look like she truly doesn't remember that. Well, she says, OK, well, that's your perception. Which oh, is my like, gosh. Iconic. I know. And then Meredith says Meredith's angry and you love to see it. Mm-hmm. I love to see this. She then says Jen's been making induendos about her marriage. And I was 90 percent sure she was using the word induendos wrong but that was my bad innuendo innuendos yes and that was still my bad <laughs> yeah because angry meredith not only has a better vocabulary than me but also better pronunciation especially I mean, someone I also, from the, the midwest i also googled innuendo because i was like i think innuendo is just sexual but That's it's what, not I, it's not i was wrong and i want to apologize to meredith angry meredith very good job i thought she was awesome so then now i can't figure out 
if Kimberly's a hypnotist or a therapist, do want to say she's actually a pretty good therapist. I mean, it doesn't matter. Jen tries to apologize. Jen, tr- well, okay, she's like, so, um, Jen's like, I feel like I need to defend myself, and Whitney's no like, one sticks up for no, me. Yeah, and Whitney's like, but I apologized, but you keep wanting to hold this glass throwing thing over me, mm-hmm. and. And then Jen's like, I'm confused why Just you need to tell this. me this. And, blah, blah, blah. and then someone tries to talk over her and she's like, is it my turn to talk? And Kimberly tries to tell her, no, it's not her turn to talk, but she keeps talking. I do want to say, Kimberly's doing a good job. Yeah. She's holding her own. I'm proud of you, Kimberly. Your, your house is still weird. Okay. So then she's like, I defend my friends and I'm loyal. And that's when Meredith is like, no, bitch, no, you are not. Because a loyal person would not be spreading these rumors mm-hmm. about my marriage. And so that's when Jen is like, okay, I'm sorry, but. And Kimberly's like, no, that's not how you apologize. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm sorry, but. And Kimberly's like, no, 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 no. Or I'm just sorry. Apologize. Then she says, I'm sorry you felt. And then it's like, nope, just say sincerely you're sorry. Yeah. And finally, someone teaches Jen apologizing. And it's honestly good for Kimberly. Yeah, I, I'm telling you for how bad I made Kimberly in my head with her dumb ball jokes and her stupid breathing. I was actually very impressed and I was like, someone telling Andy Cohen to always have a housewife therapy session because it is fascinating. It's, it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch because then from there Kimberly's like, let's do an exercise. <laughs> Raise your hand if you don't trust Meredith. And like, no one raised their hand. Raise your hand if you don't trust Lisa. No one raised their hand. Raise your hand if you don't trust Whitney, which for some reason, Jen did not raise her hand. Uh, yeah, that was weird, right? Why did no one raise their hand? I feel like it's bad editing. Someone had to have raised their hand. Anyway, then she said, raise your hand if you don't trust Jen. Yahtzee. Everyone raises their freaking hand. Mm-hmm. No one trusts Jen. Jen's upset. Then they go to, raise your hand if you don't trust Heather. And Jen raises her hand. Which, like, what? Yeah, which I was... It's just so obvious what's happening here. Like you are, you, Heather is the weakest in your head. When you project, you project on her because like she's kind of a pushover for you. Right. But I was like, I'm proud of Heather. I hate your outfit, but I'm proud oh, of you. Your, oh, your outfit's so bad. Um, But yeah, she, Whitney moves to a different spot on the couch because she can't be around her. But oh, then. A cry for attention. Heather's like, listen, I am mad. Like, last night was really hard for me, and you've been a really bad friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Jen's like, don't you people know me by now? And yeah. it's like, that's not an excuse. That doesn't mean you get to be a dick. Yeah. And also, Jen does this thing where she sweeps everything under a rug of, like, you came from my family. I hate that attitude. Yeah. No, you actually. Okay, I agree. Whitney made a mistake. I agree. I will hands down. But Jen, you actually came for your own family because you got super messy in front of your brother, in front of your son, in front of all these people. You have no emotional regulation. None. And that's a Jen problem. Jen, I like this is I also love when Lisa straight up tells her, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Yes. I live for that kind of truthful interaction. I do. I've had another hypothesis this week, which is Jen really needed a daughter. Because the kind of BS that Jen throws out, like, no one cares about me, and everyone's coming for me, and no one's defending me. I'm like, when you have to face that in a mini version of yourself who's like 12, and you realize how annoying it is, I feel like I have seen a lot of women be like, oh, it's a mirror. And I feel like that's what Jen... I'm like, Jen needs a daughter to hold a mirror up to her. Yes. That you are annoying. Yes. How you feel about life is annoying. You're not a victim. You're actually a very strong female. 
You have a very nice husband. The world is your freaking oyster. You travel with six people. Right. What is the issue? Right. Did you see, I don't know if I should bring this up, but on Instagram, she like posted this thing about tone policing and how white women do it to her. And I was like, "Ah." Uh, I mean, probably, but also you are being a little absurd. And I don't care that, I don't care how Jen talks. It's not about her tone. It's about the repetition. It's about the words she's saying. Well, I'm also like, it's just a repetition. If you're saying over and over again, no one sticks up for me, well, we've heard you address, and I think everyone addressed it pretty directly. Yeah, and has apologized when necessary. Like, people have apologized a million times over to her for what they've done and she refuses to accept their like, apology. Like I agreed with you Jen when when he, when Mary called you ghetto, I 100% was on your team. Right. And I do think people are probably racist to you. I agree with that. But not everything is something else. Tone policing is actually a great example of her making one more thing not about actually how she the acts. Problem. Yeah. It's not your tone. It's the delusion. Well, and then that's the problem, right? Because tone policing is actually happening and that should be addressed. But when you're claiming that's what's happening, when in fact you're just refusing to take accountability, it makes those claims less credible. Yeah. Uh huh. I don't know what else happened. I, to be honest, try not to get involved on Instagram or Twitter with the housewives because it takes me away from the fantasy. Yeah. You know, like, and this week I, I got involved, which I hated. And I don't mean fantasy like I think it's great. I mean, like, I don't like hearing that house hunters fake. Don't do that to me. Yeah, let it's me a believe. universe. You just want to spend some yeah, time. Yeah, let in. me just believe it's a, they just find a house. Yeah. Just let me stay there. Do I know it's fake? Yeah, just leave me alone. And do I know the housewives are contrived? Of course. But I didn't love this week that bubbled out that I guess on Twitter, Jen kind of came for Brooks and then Meredith got really defensive. And I was like, I don't like knowing this is happening in real time Yeah, because it kind of does also change my perception of Jen. Right. And this was the first week that I was like, I don't like Jen. Yeah. I mean, it was hard. It was a tough. She went from being fun to like just too much. Uh, it was, even if she wants to act like this, just don't repeat the same stuff. And I'll probably still be on your team. But the fact yeah. that it's just the same crap over. You can find a new problem with Whitney. She's always saying stupid stuff. Right. Oh, Whitney's the worst. I mean, I'm just so excited for next week because since the premiere, I have been dying to see the dance sequence that Jen is in Jen's opening. I know. That shimmy, it looks cool. I mean, her boobs look great. She looks like she's having a blast. That giant belt. I'm dying to see it. And it's next week. So I'm very hyped. I also am very glad it's the last episode because... I can't take much more of their circle talk, Meg. Okay, but Emily, when do we get the next season? <sighs> Who knows? They can't be filming right now, right? Can't they? I mean, like Atlanta, they're all oh, wearing yeah, face, they're shields. face shields. Has anyone seen them filming? Someone tell us. Has anyone been to the White Horse anywhere in Park City? Have you seen them filming? I've heard Angie Harrington is being tight-lipped about her involvement in season two. She's not denying. <sighs> I hope so. She's fun. She is fun. I would love to see it. I feel like she'd get into some fights, hopefully, with Lisa. Hopefully. Mm, yeah. Yeah, Lisa, that'd be good. Lisa's usually on the offense. Yeah. Which is a great place to be. I would love to be like that. But I'd um, love to see her on the defense. Me too. I, Mary's going to get kicked off, right? Oh, my gosh. I can't do another season of Mary. I mean, she's just not doing anything. No. She You're refuses to go on the cast trip. 
And then I'm like, did she actually refuse or were they like, they uninvited her. don't invite Mary. <laughs> and I just like, it's so unbelievable that they could still be friends with Mary. That's what, but they do comment to each other. Mary also has a store Meg found. Insane. Oh yeah. What's the store called? It has one item and it's sold out. They have one pair of shoes that are like um, neoprene plastic with jewels on them. And just they had um, one. Oh, it was like real Good stuff is the name of the it's store. It's called Mari Marta. And the slogan is real stuff something something. Real is cool. <laughs> Wait, this font is really hard to read. Real, real, uh, real and cool things. That's what it is. Those were ants. Real and cool things. Yeah, it definitely is like a scam website that For Mary's sure. collecting on. Because one of these pictures is just like her in a fur coat with a Chanel bag. Like, what what part of this are you selling? Yeah, the, and she also like on her Instagram, I know you don't like the Instagram, but I have never seen anyone abuse Facetune more. Like it is, every picture is like woo. Like you know those TikToks are like yeah. Whoa, woo, woo, yeah. Woo. I do. Yeah, I try to stay off Instagram, and sometimes it's unavoidable. And I did see with this. She showed her reunion look with the Real Housewives Salt Lake City reunion. Didn't like my makeup. That's her whole caption. <laughs> like, okay, thanks, Mary. Thanks. Her Christmas card was also like iconic. It's like a a, a frame, like a cutout, like uh, as the you know remember when we we're all really into scrapbooking in the nineties and you'd like cut out paper, yeah, very fun. and have like pictures poking through. It's like that, but like it moves around, and so sometimes you get just like a picture of her cabinet, and there's a picture where she's not smiling, and then it's like Happy Holidays from Mary, <laughs> just Mary. Anyway, Mary and her two Roberts. Episode 12 next week, episode 13. That's the finale. It's going to be probably wild. I don't know. It promises to be Beauty Lab laser launch. Oh, yeah. Stupid outfits from Meredith and Jen and a surprise appearance from Jen. Yeah, it's going to be good. Jen looks great walking in that. She, not storefront. She really does. Although, does she ever understand the events she's going to? No, but who cares? But it's a reality. Better to overdress. <laughs> yeah. um, we will be back then. Please remember to subscribe to the Hive Mind podcast, hivemind.substack.com. You can support us on Patreon. We are right now going to record our Bridgerton episode three. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, Patreon exclusive. And it, thank you so much for everyone who has subscribed. It, it really means a lot. And it's fun to see all your names pop up. Um, remember to leave us a good rating and review and we will be back next week. 